Do you find yourself procrastinating often? Have you gotten frustrated with yourself for not getting enough done? Are you feeling pressure to be productive throughout the entire day? Do you feel a lack of fulfillment or purpose in life? In today's episode on Root Awakening, a health podcast, we are talking with Ida Asare. Ida is a productivity coach, and first of all, how spectacular is it that there are productivity coaches? But on top of that, Ida has a background as a therapist and utilizes this expertise when she coaches her clients. So in this episode, Ida tells us the real causes of productivity issues. She also shares with us why the go, go, go mentality is actually counterproductive. And she tells us why she champions soft work instead of hard work. We talk about how to create productivity that suits your individual personality type. Ida gives us some key tips on how to decide what to focus on first. And towards the end of the episode, we talk about Ida's coaching method of procrastinating on purpose. This is such a fun and informative episode. When Ida and I start talking, we are just vibing. So you may notice that this episode is a little bit looser conversationally. We're talking at the same time. We're laughing. But it was really important for me to leave all of that in because I want our energy to be felt here. So I hope you get as inspired about this conversation as Ida and I did. There is also some swearing here and there in this episode. So just FYI, we've got a little bit of swearing in this conversation. This is Root Awakening, a health podcast. My name is Emily Kosick. I am the CEO of Root Awakening. I am a holistic health coach, and I help you gain balanced health without going cold turkey. You can follow me on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening. Root is spelled R-O-O-T. Here is where you can connect with me and see what my life is like. Feel free to send me a DM there, say hi, and ask any questions that you may have. Okay, folks, we have a giveaway happening right now for you to take advantage of. One person will win a free 45-minute private health coaching session with me. So whether you want guidance on food or boundaries or sleep or how to gain more energy or how to find more self-empowerment or how to find more self-love, these are all topics that I specialize in and that I would be so excited to coach you on to be entered into this drawing to win a free 45-minute health coaching session with me. You can one, subscribe to this podcast, or two, leave a rating or review, or three, share this podcast with your community. Just take a screenshot of your subscription, your review, or the post that you share, DM me the screenshot on Instagram, and your name will be entered into the drawing. If you do one of these three things, your name gets entered once, and if you do all of these three things, if you subscribe, if you leave a review, and if you share this podcast, your name will be entered into the drawing three times, so you will have three times the chance of winning a 45-minute private health coaching session with me. It's so easy to enter. Make sure you leverage this opportunity. And if you'd like to receive longer term guidance and join a community of spectacular people who honor their health, who honor and celebrate their bodies, who know that supporting others creates strong community, apply to join the Root Awakening Mastermind. The Root Awakening Mastermind is a supportive, inclusive, encouraging community alongside an online platform. And this platform is basically just a sparkly, beautiful bank packed full of online wellness content. This is the same content strategy strategies and protocols that I used myself to change around my life, to completely turn around my health. And it is the same content that I have used to support my clients to change around their health and their lives as well. So by joining the Root Awakening Mastermind, you will get access to an online course that will teach you how to replace unhealthy habits with balancing wellness practices that take you to a higher place of health. You will also get access to a library of recipes, cooking techniques, meditation methods, journaling methods, and self-care resources that will support you as you let go of the habits that don't serve you. So you'll also get access to mindfulness mantras, which are like guided meditations recorded by me. You will get access to a beautiful community, like I said, of supportive people in the mastermind and if you love the information I talk about on these episodes, on this podcast, these folks will likely be on your wavelength. 
and you will get access to a weekly gathering where our community comes together and I set up a weekly intention for the group. So this will help to hold you accountable and will provide you with weekly guidance to keep you inspired. And guess what? When you make the investment to join the Root Awakening Mastermind, you get access to all of these resources for an entire year. It's a yearly subscription price that you only have to pay once. And right now we are offering 20% off the subscription price of the Root Awakening Mastermind. So I want to make natural health more accessible and this is how we are doing it. So send me a DM at emilys.rootawakening and find out if you are a good fit for the mastermind. Contact me on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening. Ask what's up with the mastermind. I will give you details and we will see if you're a good fit. Just make sure to contact me now because I'm only offering this 20% off founding members price for a short amount of time. And then the subscription will go back to its regular price for the rest of the year. Okay, let's get into this interview with Ida Asare. Okay, folks, I am so excited to have Ida Asare here with me today. Ida is a productivity coach, and I just feel, I feel transformed every time I talk to Ida. Every time we have a conversation, I get to discover, first of all, more about Ida, which is a gift, but also just more about the world and more about myself. She's just an incredible person to connect with. She has such deep and genuine insight, and Ida has quickly become a really close friend of mine, and I just think everyone listening will agree that her wisdom is just powerful. So it's an honor. It's such an honor to interview you. Ida, welcome to Root Awakening a Health Podcast. Thank you. Thank Thank you so much for having me and what an introduction like I'm like oh wow well, I better bring it <laughs> <laughs> I mean it all and it's so like it's just you that's just you true exactly exactly but I'm really excited to be here and excited to you know share in your community and be able to you know put my heart out yeah <laughs> Super excited to have you. I'm really excited to just dive into everything. I know you're cooking up a lot right now and you're getting (laughs) amazing stuff. I'm so excited to talk about that and just, yeah, talk about your zone of genius and everything. But first, can you just tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are today, a little bit about your process? Boy, yeah, no, it's been, it's been a bit of a, a process as you've put it. So, you know, I'm a, therapist and I started you know well I got into this whole community by starting off as a therapist you know but I became a therapist by wanting to understand myself you under- so it wasn't like oh I was gonna become a therapist to help people I was going through like my own issues and my own dark place as I'd like to put it and therapy was like my way out studying therapy and in doing so I started to go to therapy and I realized that that was really helping me so I was like wow you know this is a gift that I love to share with other people by also helping them through their journey and in doing so it got to a point where I realized that most of my clients, yes, you know going through therapy we were just basically talking about their problems a lot okay they were healing after a while, but then sometimes therapy is going over six months, sometimes even over a year, two years. And yes, they've healed, but there wasn't any result per se, if you get what I mean. So it was almost like they had understood, you know, what was happening in their life. They had a lot of self-awareness, but they were not doing anything with it that could yield result or that could kind of usher them into their next level self, which is some, a term that is kind of, you know, thrown around in our coaching um, <laughs> industry. But I just, for the sake of this podcast, I'm going to use that. But basically what I mean is, you know, being who you truly are meant to be, like just exceeding your own expectations and, you know, reaching the the optimal height of where you could be and so then I decided to try coaching for myself so whenever I work with my clients it has to be authentic what I mean by that is I need to be able to have used every tool every strategy that I'm telling them to use on myself first to know that it works I was like okay great well what is this coaching thing let me try it and I hired a coach and that transformed my life 
with speed. So it was almost like the figuring out part was cut out, you know, because mind you, I was basically just leveraging that coach's wisdom, so to speak, right? Because they've been through it. So it's like I just needed to follow their roadmap to cut out the difficult, you know, in-betweens, right? And I was like, whoa, I'm going to combine the two. So that is what kind of brought me or ushered me into the coaching industry. And I was like, I'm going to merge the two because now I believe that there is a gap in coaching and there's a gap in therapy, right? However, I feel like coaching and therapy, they both complement each other in that the gap that therapy does not feel, coaching can feel, and the gap that coaching does not feel, therapy can. So yeah, that's what's brought me here. So, and this whole productivity coaching thing has just, you know, come up obviously in the last six weeks. And I'm like, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. And so it's a new venture that I'm really excited about. And I'm, you know, ready to kind of dive in and see where that journey takes me. But yeah, that's where I am. (laughs) Yes. Oh, it's so cool. Your expertise and how they come together, I think is so important. And there's Mm -hmm. totally gaps in coaching because not everyone has the background that you have, right? So I had to bring something that's totally unique to the coaching world. And Mm -hmm. should we just talk about that? Because I'm really fired up hearing about this. Can you describe to us what the gap in coaching you see is and how you help to fill that with the background that you have? Okay. So the depth, right? So normally, or should I say when I employed or when I started working with my first coach, we started working more on like goal-oriented stuff. So moving me forward. Okay. So it's like, what can you do now that can move you forward, right? without really addressing what was stopping me from moving forward in the first place. You understand? So, yes, I was moving forward, bang, bang, bang. But what I found was after I worked with the coach, then it's like, oh, shit, I'm back to square one. Okay, I need to find another coach. And there's nothing wrong with hiring different coaches. What I'm saying, though, is like you need to understand where what the root cause is, whatever it is that you're struggling with. It's not about putting a Band-Aid on it and just saying, hey, you know, I'm going to hire a coach and cut out the figuring out part because you need to really know why that's happening for you. So I feel like that's a part that, you know, coaching is kind of missing. And, yes, I know that most coaches normally talk about, yeah, get the root cause, get the root cause. But the root cause is not just, okay, this just dropped into my head. (laughs) So, So the root cause isn't just knowing that, oh, my root cause is I don't love myself. Do you get what I mean? Because then that is self-awareness, right? It's like all of a sudden you're aware that, oh, okay, I don't love myself, okay? But that's not it. What therapy or how therapy fills that gap is therapy then helps you understand why you don't love yourself, where that even comes from. When did that start? When was that moment where you started to not love yourself, you know, and even understanding the behaviors that show you that you don't love yourself. Cause it's one thing to know that you don't love yourself. And it's another to know how you don't love yourself. If you get what I mean. So I think that is where, you know, coaching is kind of lacking. Yes. Their, you know, definition of root cause is kind of like, Oh, well, it's because you've got this mental block, let's release it. Or it's because you've got this, but it doesn't really unpack to get even deeper, you know? So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, that's so important and something that's easily glossed over by Mm -hmm. so many people because we, we, start to celebrate and we should celebrate anytime we have some self-awareness, right? Anytime we notice something that we'd like to change. Yes, we should celebrate, but the work's not over, right? And we think that it is. It's like you're getting to the root of the root of the root. Of the root. Yeah. <laughs> root awakening. Yeah, exactly. Anytime that I can like link it to that word, I'm like, oh, it's so true. And it's such a word that yeah. I like to revisit so many times because mm-hmm. of that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because 
that's really where sustainable and lifelong health yes. is birthed, is, is born or is transitioned into finding what, like it took a long time for our bodies to get in balance. Let's say we have a lot of health imbalances going on. It took mm-hmm. your entire life for your health imbalances to manifest, right? So let's go back to that time when all these things started to happen, right? When, when all of these things began for your body. So that's so cool. And, and so lovely to hear it described like that. Um, And even, even on that, I just wanted to share this like quick story of you talking about, it takes a while for your body to go into like this imbalance. And hopefully this might help a listener to kind of, you know, pause and check in with themselves. So there was a point I was doing like a lot of night shift. I still do, but I, I, you know, cut it down based on, you know, obviously what happened to me. So I totally, I was like, no, no more. So I was supporting persons with a disability. And what I do is there are a lot of night shift, it's shift work. And over a long period of time, you know, I was just go, 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 go. And one day I woke up and it was almost like I could feel how heavy my head was. I had never experienced something like that. Mm. All of a sudden I'm like, it's almost like my neck could not hold my head. Mm. And I was in so much pain. I could not even put my head down. I couldn't sit because when I sit, my head is heavy and I had to call an ambulance. And when they came in, they gave me like, you know, these painkillers to stop the pain. Anyway, to cut a long story short, when I got into the hospital, it basically boiled down to the fact that it was almost like my nervous system was kind of like shutting down almost where all of a sudden it's like there was so much strain on my neck that something had happened that that neck muscle was no longer supporting my head, you know, and it all had to do with the stress, the amount of stress that I had kept in my body over time. Mm -hmm. And one day my body was just like, no, Ida, we're not going to do this anymore. Stop. And it shut my body down for itself. Mm -hmm. You know, so since then I was like, no, I'm not going to do this to myself anymore. I'm not going to, you know, continue this. So I had to pause and start reevaluating my life and you know incorporating more healthy decisions and even like a, a more a better lifestyle a healthier lifestyle that will not lead me to you know that place where it's like it all comes down at once you know so yeah and I just wanted to share that as you said it it takes a long time for you to see the damage you're actually causing you know if if you're lifestyle or if your health is not you know kind of looked after hell yeah yeah. and especially when we live in a world where the norm does not equal what's healthy or what's best for our bodies don't even start me on that like (laughs) don't even start me on that exactly because we we kind of live in a world that's all like go 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 and even you know my way of productivity and and this is why I'm so excited because I've always questioned this go, 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 go. And it's like, why did I start my business? So that I can serve people, so that I can have the freedom to live the life that I want, right? But then it's like, you start the business and it's like, you, you don't have that. You don't you don't have that freedom. And I get it. Obviously, I'm not saying that, you know, when you first start your business, you just chill out and everything goes to, to place. But I don't believe it has to be go, 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 go. Like you don't even have time for yourself, you know? And as I said, I don't want to get back to where I was, where I had this health situation, you know, where I put my body through so much stress. I don't want that. And the reason why I'm sharing this is because I've been researching quite a lot to see what's out there when it comes to productivity. And it's always like, yeah, to-do list, this, to that, to this, to, it's always do more, do more, do more. And it's like, okay, where's the other perspective? And that's where I kind of come in where I'm like, you know, it's not so much about doing so much, but it's about doing what matters, you know, and I call it soft work, doing the soft work, but in a right direction, right? And I know people say hard work, and I'm not going to sit here and say there is no work. I'd be lying to you because there is. You're required to do the work, but it's about how you're doing the work, right? So 
do what matters, not doing too much. And that's that's my angle. And I'm tired, Emily, basically. Like I'm tired of like the world just saying, yeah, 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 it's got to be this way. Surely there's a better way. Surely, you know? Yeah. You look at what that lifestyle does to people, mm. right? And you re- you have read the book, Ida, Gay Hendricks' book, The Big Leap. Yes. Yes. I know. I think we've talked about that for, before. And when I say for, for the listeners who haven't heard of this book, when we talk about zone of genius, that's, that's where, I don't know if he, I think he created this, right? He created. I'm not sure, but possibly. Yes. Okay. So that's, it's unconfirmed if Gay Hendricks has created the <laughs> zone of genius or not, but that is where I was introduced to this term. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in that book, Gay Hendricks talks about how uh, there is another book called Type A Behavior and Your Heart, mm-hmm. right? And I haven't read this book, but I wanted to just make a note of it because I want everybody to know that there have been studies about quote unquote type A behavior and how stressful that is on your physical body. So literally Mm -hmm. people who are having these big heart attacks or people that are having a lot of heart problems are often Mm -hmm. like quote unquote type A people and are likely, again, I haven't read the book, but it's assumed that they're likely people who are taking that classic go, go, go idea of productivity Mm -hmm. and putting that into place because they think they have to. But you're saying, Ida, that- you don't. There are better ways here. Exactly. There are definitely better ways. And it's all about going deep. So depth instead of like doing too much. So, you know, it's all about, okay, when you wake up in the morning, there's like this long to-do list. Instead of focusing on doing 10 things that you're checking off your list, what about doing that one thing that goes deep, right? So it's like, you know, and even people are like, yeah, wake up 5 a.m. Wake. Don't just wake up at 5 a.m. because everyone's telling you to wake up at 5 a.m. Everyone's body is different. Oh, look at me. I've got to be passionate there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. I just I love the it. energy shift in my body because I'm just like, you know, people, sometimes I'm talking to people, they're like, oh, you know, I started this thing. I, I want this morning routine and I want to start waking up at 5 a.m. And I, my first question is why? And they're like, oh, well, because I've been doing a lot of research and it says it's good to wake up early. Well, what time did you go to bed? If you went to bed at 11, 12, 1, you can't wake up at 5 a.m. and expect to produce anything during the day, right? So for me, it's all about, first off, waking up at a time that feels right for you. And I know whenever people hear this feel right, feel right, they think it's a cop out. And yes, some people might use it as a cop-out, but I believe that, you know, people can feel what feels right. Like your body would tell you, our body is so intelligent. It would tell you when something does not feel right. It will. So wake up at a time that feels right for you and go straight into doing deep work, doing what matters. So for instance, whatever it is that you do or whatever it is that you struggle to do, maybe it's to Maybe you you write a book. Okay, maybe you've been wanting to write a book for a very long time and you're like, hey, you know, I struggle to write this book. When you wake up in the morning, the first thing you do is focus on that zone of genius, right? Go and start, even if it means spending two hours uninterrupted, no distraction time on writing a page. Guess what? You have been your most productive on that day because you actually worked on what, matters right instead of getting up and you know doing like meditation going for a walk working out all those things are important right but that can come after after you focused on what matters so that's like my take on it you know that way you're not gonna at the end of the day feel like oh shit I did a lot of nothing exactly yeah and sometimes, and this is something that I've struggled with in my life, mm. I don't, like sometimes we don't even know that we've been doing nothing all yeah. day or all week or for the last couple yeah. years, right? Yeah. But we still feel like something's missing. We still it's feel we're lacking. Awful. 
purpose, right? We still feel like we're lacking direction and we don't know what to focus on. And usually, would you say, Ida, or I guess if you can, if you can help guide us through this, would you say that feeling like you're lacking purpose and fulfillment and lacking direction may mean that could be a telltale sign that you're, you're doing a lot of busy work and you're not staying in your zone. That you hit the nail on its head. And that's what my approach to productivity is all about, you know, purpose, right? The bigger picture. So it's like when you're doing what matters, it contributes to your bigger picture, right? That way you feel fulfilled. And one might say, you know, okay, what's my purpose? Hey, let me just tell you this because people are always looking for their purpose. Your purpose is what you're doing right now. Right now, my purpose is to be on this podcast, talking to Emily and you, whenever you listen to this, that's your purpose at the time. So please don't feel like, oh my goodness, I need to be looking for this per person. Your purpose is what you're doing now. However, it's good to have that bigger picture, right? Where it's like, where am I even headed? Where am I going? You know, and I talk a lot about, you know, legacy. What's a legacy that you're wanting to leave on this planet when you leave? That is what you're working towards. So every single purpose, which I now said that it's what you're doing now. So everything you're doing now contributes to that legacy you want to leave. So it starts by you finding out what legacy do you want to leave on this earth? Because if you want to leave a legacy of maybe, for instance, mine is, you know, when I'm no longer here, I want people to say, wow, Ida, she's that girl that made me believe in myself. She's that girl that never allowed me to stay, you know, in my comfort zone. She's that girl that pushed me to become the best I could become. She's that girl that helped me get fired up about, you know, the things that I want to do. Yes, that's that's the legacy I want to leave behind. So if I know that that's a legacy I want to leave behind, what am I doing now that will contribute to that? Because if everything I'm doing now does not contribute to that, guess what? It's not leaving that legacy anyway, you know? So you first need to start by understanding what, legacy you want to leave on this planet and that will help you to then decide the the deep work you want to do each day the the one thing that matters that you want to do each day right Mm -hmm. so mine might mean that each you know each day because I want to really empower you know women to do more of what matters each day it's about doing that right so it's like every conversation I'm having everything I'm saying it's about hey Don't try to do too much. Just do the one thing that matters. And I know that whenever I'm talking to people or whatever I'm doing, it's contributing to that bigger picture, which is a legacy I want to leave when when I'm no longer here. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Oh, I love talking about you, talking with you about this stuff (laughs) and about you and talking about you. Yeah. And this is something that a lot of us are conditioned to not have, not believe that we can even lead a legacy or leave a legacy, right? Mm -hmm. And well, you better just make sure that you are going through the path that everyone else goes through and you better make sure that you have this set up for yourself and this set up for yourself. Exactly. Yeah. We like, we have to go back and, and understand what we want and what lights us up. And a lot of us, including me, I mean, this just goes, this gets passed down in our families. Right. And in, within the society we live in, but I was brought up to believe this, the fun stuff that I want to do, that's fun stuff. So you leave that for like maybe an hour or two a week. Like the stuff you enjoy doing is just like extracurricular activities. And then we're also led to believe that the quote unquote productive stuff or the business stuff or the technical stuff is the stuff that we should be doing and we're not supposed to enjoy it. That's what a lot of us get conditioned into believing. And this is something I got conditioned into believing. But the beautiful part of this is is curious to hear what you think about this, Ida, is for me, I realized once I started doing stuff that lit me up and once I started realizing or discovering the impact that I wanted to make on the world, I started realizing that the stuff that lit me up actually was the practical stuff too and actually was the fun (laughs) stuff too. Now, I love to do all this technical stuff in my business because I know that it's contributing to this greater cause. Nice, nice. Exactly that. Just, Just like yourself. 
you know, the same thing. It's like, yeah, no, the fun stuff. So it's almost like taking the fun out of it. And for me, I'm all about having fun. If, hey, if there's no fun, I'm not, I don't want to be a part of it. You understand? So then you you become this rebel, you know, who's trying to do something different. And yeah, I don't mind. Hey, all the rebels come to me. <laughs> you know, let's, it, it's about time that we actually, you know, trust ourselves and do what feels fun. Hey, what, what, it can be fun. It can be fun. Work can be fun if you want it to be fun. So let's not believe this whole thing that society says about, oh, you know, work doesn't have to feel good, right? And then just dedicate like some time for play. No, everything you're doing can be playful. Mm -hmm. Everything you're doing can be fun, Mm -hmm. you know? So let's let's start shifting that. And And that's why these conversations are important. You know, having these conversations for people out there to know that, okay, I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And just because if you're feeling right now, if anyone listening is feeling right now, like, I don't know what my legacy is. Maybe I'm the person that doesn't have a legacy. That's also normal to think that, but know that you do have a legacy. There's a reason why you're here on earth and you'll find that. Okay. But start looking for it. Right. So it's normal to feel lost and it's normal to feel like, oh my gosh, I haven't even thought about my legacy. And it's it's normal to believe all these things because we're so heavily conditioned to believe them. But also, no, you're not alone in this. Like I had a point, I had a long time in my life where I thought I was never going to be anything of significance, yeah. right? And that completely changed around and it can change around in a couple of years or less, right? Mm, mm, mm. You know? And, you know, I love that where you said it's okay like we're all on different journeys, right? So we can't compare ourselves to, you know, the person who seems to have it all together. Well, mind you, no one has it all together. We're all figuring life out. We all are. But I believe strongly that when once you start focusing more on, since we've been using this term zone of genius, you know, because we've defined it, right? Mm-hmm. Once you start, it's almost like, you know, how should I put it? It's almost like little leads being led, okay? So it's like you you follow that. It's like, okay, let me kind of explore this thing that makes me feel good. You explore it, then it leads you to the next step, then the next step, then the next step. All of a sudden, you know, look where I am. Like I just, I'm here by just doing what felt right. And I'm sure you did the same, Emily. You know, so it's like instead of, it's okay to feel lost, right? But instead of you beating yourself and saying, oh my goodness, I can't even, just pause and just say, hey, okay, what can I do today that feels right? You know, what's the next best step? Just take that. Mm -hmm. And I promise you the next step will show up. I don't know how, I can't tell you how it's going to show up, but it's going to show up, right, Em? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It will. Every every single step you take towards feeling good or feeling right or feeling like you're fulfilling your purpose in life is a transformative step. And that's sometimes how transformation works, right? Like it's definitely how it works for me. And I'm curious to hear how, what your relationship is to transformation. But through, I mean, you know, my, my listeners, most of my listeners know how much I've transformed and usually the I have on this podcast and who I surround myself with also have had a big transformation, right? And I really notice that in by day by day, as I was making these big transformations, getting sober and starting to get my memory back, all that, I I felt like, oh, this feels good. I'm starting to feel good right. and better and better, right? So that feeling good thing, the, the lights were blinking and not just feeling good. Like, yeah, I felt good when I was drinking a lot of alcohol in the moment, but it was a deeper feeling of good. It was a sustainable, natural, good feeling. Yeah, right? nice. Um, you know, and that felt good, but I was still like, I don't know. Am I just doing different things? Am I just creating different hobbies? I don't know if I can really see the transformation. I always tell my clients, wait, wait, like keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Doing 
deeply good and right. Wait like a month and a half in or like look back as much as possible. Like look back at what you did that past week, write down what you did that past week. And you'll see, you'll like, just all of a sudden it's going to hit you. Holy shit. I just changed yeah. my entire life. <laughs> you know, everyone has different timelines, but we can like, that's how we get to these amazing transformations is step mm. by step. And I'm mm. curious, Ida, like, what's your relationship to that, that idea yeah. of transformation? Yeah. So the same. And I think generally people feel overwhelmed thinking of the, you know, this big transformation, right? And if you look at it in that way, it's, it's like, it, it almost seems impossible that me, I can get there. No way, right? But if you don't focus so much on the outcome and just, as you said, focus on what can I do today? What's the next right step? What's the next right step? As you said beautifully, what happens is when you look back, you're like, damn, (laughs) I'm almost there. And this is where, you know, I I say this. Okay, so it's almost like, and, and this is how a lot of people give up on this transformation journey, because everything, remember the life you were leaving before, that's a result you're seeing right now in your reality, right? All the things you were doing before. So just because now you started changing your behavior, does not mean your reality is going to shift straight away, right? It takes time because remember, it took you years to get to this current reality. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's going to take a longer time for you to start seeing the new transformations. And that's where people quit because people are like, well, it's been six months. I've changed my behavior. I've done this, but I've not seen any results. Because remember, the results are at the time inward, internal results. It takes time for it to start to reflect on, you know, or start to reflect externally. Mm -hmm. So Please, 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 you know, if you're listening to us, you've been doing the work you've started and you're like, you know, I'm not seeing any results. All the results currently are internal. And whenever I tell this story, it reminds me of the Chinese bamboo tree. Have you heard of of it? Okay. So I hope I can do it justice. But so there's this tree and apparently when you grow it for, is it eight or 12 years, please? Check, look it up, but it's an amazing story. Either eight years or 12 years, you don't see any results. You've planted the seed, you will water it every day. Water, water, water. You don't see nothing, Emily. For about eight or 12 years, I'm not sure, but I'm going to check that so you can put it in your um, notes for the people to check it out. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, one day, it just shoots up. Mm -hmm. Just one day. So imagine if the person who planted it is like oh well I'm not seeing any result look how long it takes and they leave it right then it's like you know you left that treasure so to speak but you just it's all persistence and consistency right so going back onto this whole you know productivity thing it's not so much about that's why we don't look at the outcome right it's all about doing these simple small things consistently okay so you're not required to go all out and just be like boom hey (laughs) and that's a funny thing because that's why new year's resolutions don't work because people are like hey all of a sudden i'm gonna go to the gym like five times a week hey no you're not ready for that and your subconscious mind is like no (laughs) no we're not gonna do that right (laughs) but imagine if you decided okay you know for the month of January, I'm just going to go to the gym once a week. Do that consistently. And I feel like that's where people, you know, kind of knock themselves out by going too hard too quickly. You know, start slowly, just something simple daily. So, yeah, check out the Chinese bamboo tree for inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> Is it an actual tree or a story about a tree? That's a good question. I'm so that is a good question. I've I've loved that story so much. I've never really looked into it if it's a true story or not. But it's all about, you know, the the moral of that particular story. I hope it's a real tree and I believe it is. But I'm not I've never really looked into it. I've always believed it. 
And it's the whole thing of Santa Claus, right? I don't want to believe it's actually not a true, yeah. not a real true. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm so excited that now there's something yeah. that I can look up and research and put in the, in the show notes. Yeah. Because if we can sum up the conversation that we've had thus far, it would basically be that, right? Yes. <laughs> you know? Oh, goodness. How cool. Thanks for sharing that with us. And yeah, I, I think this idea of trying to do everything right away, like instant results, that's how we are marketed to 24 seven, right? And we hear these inspirational stories, like even some people could be listening to us now and thinking, oh, okay, well, then I can just start like, I'm gonna try to be sober now. Tomorrow is the day where I, where I stop drinking forever. And Emily's basically pretty much sober now. I think I can do that. And maybe that, I mean, amazing. If you want to try to do that, try to do that. But many times, like it took me a lot of back and forth and back and forth to get to the place where I really solidly believed and solidly felt good about staying sober in general for a long period of time. Right. So it always like the people that we hear that are really inspirational and the people that we hear that have had these amazing transformative journeys, that was a likely a long journey. Like once in a while, you'll hear people that will say, Oh, I had an, an awakening where I had some, something really transform within a couple of days. Yeah. It happens sometimes, but I will tell you right now, it did not happen to me like that. And likely it didn't happen to a lot of other people. It's it's not happening to me like that. It's taking time. And that's the thing. I even believe Emily, when people think, Oh, this happened to me overnight. Maybe they don't realize they started the work years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, it, sometimes someone will be like, oh, my goodness, you know, I did a lot of hard work and my business blew up. No, really sit down and think of all those times. Remember what we spoke about earlier? You know, when you're doing the internal work, it takes a while for it to, you, back to the Chinese bamboo tree, yeah. it takes a while for it to shoot up. So just because it shot up one day, does not mean that you got quick results. It's all the results that accumulated over time, all that consistency, that persistence that happened over time that has contributed to this, you know, one-time wonder or one-day wonder, right? Mm -hmm. And I I really i am so glad that you brought that up because I think when you look at a lot of the marketing out there, it's like, yeah, you get results. You get, no, you don't get results instantaneously. It takes time. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say, oh, yeah, you're going to see results. Yes, you will see daily results in that you are becoming consistent in doing something small daily. That, but that bigger result of, you know, that end goal, you know, so I don't know, maybe it's, Maybe you want to become a millionaire. I don't know. Maybe you want, for the sake of this podcast, what what are some of the results that people normally want? Yeah. A lot of my listeners are really interested in like better sleep, just feeling good when their alarm goes off in the morning, ways to kind of break free from alcohol and caffeine and just feel sustainable in their health. Nice. Exactly. So the same thing. So it's like that kind of result, it doesn't happen overnight. You know, it does not happen overnight. Mm -hmm. So I'm sorry if someone told you one time that, hey, you know, guess what? I quit just like that. I'm sure there might be people who have been able to do that. Okay. But I don't want people to think that that's how it happens all the time because that's not true. And I think you're, you're not setting yourself up to win if you are wanting quick results. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's such an important note, Ida. And yeah, also, it like, that shouldn't be the goal necessarily. Like, right? We shouldn't want to just transform overnight, because guess what? The journey to get to your goals is pretty kick ass. And who you're becoming, who you're becoming, that's more important. Exactly. The process. But I think, yeah, we live in a society that kind of almost tells you to forget about the process and just look at the big outcome, Yeah, you know, but it's about the process. It's about the process, who you are becoming in the process that matters, you know, 
Because like if you set a goal, for instance, to lose 30 kilos in six months, okay, six months is here, you've lost 30 kilos, then what? Then what? Yeah. Then what? Then you're on to the next goal, then on to the next goal, then on to the next goal. And it's like, you know, the the process, the main part in the middle, the middle part, you know, is, is forgotten about. Exactly. Yeah. The wisdom that you gain is from the process, I'm right? And this is like, not to say that the people that have had, some people have these traumatic events and then they decide the next day that they're going to do yeah. something and then they do it. Right. And that's also a beautiful story. And I think those are the stories that we really take to because they're so like, Whoa, opening, and they're amazing. But for the sake of the, the folks, including me, and you mentioned Ida, including you as well, right? Yes. Who, who yes. take their time to do these transformations and then realize, whoa, I did all of this. You want that process when you're in these situations because you start to cultivate the knowledge and you have time to realize the other stuff that came up. So when I wanted to, well, it really, it wasn't even about getting sober at a certain point when I needed mm. to change my health. It was about stop getting these infections inside of my body. Like I had these infections inside of my body. And I'm like, okay, well, I got to get rid of these without antibiotics. That was my goal. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, oh, I'm starting to feel good now that I'm eating better. And then I realized, oh, I'm feeling good, but I'm discovering all of this emotional stuff that I've been stuffing down. (laughs) And that's when I started to cultivate all of that. Right. So it's like, we realize about the other stuff that's going on in our lives that we wouldn't have noticed if we just immediately transformed. And we said, okay, on to the next thing. Like the difficult process is like, okay, why, why am I going back and forth between this goal? And then like something my old self would do. And then I'm going to go for this goal again. And then I'm going to regress. Why am I doing that? And then we can explore that. Right. And then we learn so much about, like you were saying at the beginning, the root of the root of the root of the problem. Exactly. Exactly. And I love, you know, I love what you said in that it's it's about the root. And this is what moving on to the next, onto the next, onto the next does. Cause you, you spoke about all of a sudden when you slowed down and you were focusing on the process, you were able to pinpoint the emotions, right? All the things that were underneath. And mo- this that's what moving to the next to the next, it makes you you don't look at what's underneath. You don't look at the root because you're jumping to the next. You're jumping to the next and you're missing out the the juicy part, you know. Yes. <laughs> the, the juicy part, the main part, the part that brings about this transformation we're talking about, it's in the middle. Yeah. It's in the middle. The, the very part you're skipping, that's where it is. Yeah. You know. Yep. It's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And I was just going to say, it's, it's, it's incredible to think of it that way, that that transformation happens in the middle. Yeah. Okay. The part that most of us want to skip over, that is where the true transformation, I'm not just talking about, you know, just these instant results, but if, and, and, oh, beautiful. (laughs) This brought about, so that I believe that there are two types of results that you can get. You know, you can get overnight results or you can get transformation. So it's like, what do you want? Do you want the transformation or do you just want, you know, I don't know, success? Because some people don't want to do the deep work. Some people don't want to do that. They just want to move to the next. And that's okay because each to their own, right? Mm -hmm. But for me, I'm concerned about true transformation. And I know that you are too, right? And if that's what you want, that true, and I'm using, you know, inverted commas, transformation, it's in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad that we brought this up. And now that I, as soon as I said that out loud, I'm thinking, of course, this came up because that's part of what you work on with your clients. I mean, that's part of the process with your clients, right? You help them to see the process that they're going through and you help them to, to be patient with that process and to really connect to that process, right? You have to connect to your like daily process and your minute by minute process to go through what you teach, right? Exactly. And trust me, when we first start, my clients are like, it doesn't sound great, but when you start to do it, 
and you find your own way, it feels good for you because all of a sudden you're knowing yourself better and you're like, oh my goodness, I didn't even know this about myself. And that's a beauty. That is the beauty in the ashes, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's, I think when it comes to this whole transformation thing, it's interesting because there is beauty in the ashes. There's beauty in the middle. And that's a beauty that feels good. So this feeling good we're talking about, this feeling good, it's not like, you know, it's not like the, it's a different type of feeling good. And you only know it when you experience it, right? So it's not like that feel good where it's like, yeah, I went to this party and yay, it feels so good. But it's this meaningful, this other way of you connecting to yourself that just feels amazing because it was never there. And for me, when I started to to experience that, I was like, my goodness, I will not trade this for anything else because it's so beautiful. And only you can, like, I can't experience that for you. You have to experience it on your own. And that's what you miss out on when you just jump to the next, jump to the next, jump to the next. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's so, it, it speaks to the beauty of that feeling that like you, yeah. you, you can't even find the words to describe it, right? It, I cannot. And I can't I either. Cannot. Like, because it's so personal and it's so deep and it's something that is so rarely talked about. Yes, exactly. Right? Which is part exactly. of the reason why I'm so glad, Ida, that you expanded on this for, for me and the listeners because the idea of like the the, the idea of having this process and, and enjoying this process, like you were saying, it's not sexy, quote unquote. No, it's, not. it's not like it's not that's not what we're used to marketing wise. We're used to the result, the result, the result. And that's exciting and that's inspiring. Yes, I have been inspired to do some amazing things because I hear about results. It's important mm-hmm. that we hear about results, but yes. also this process because it, it's not talked about very often and because a lot of us don't know really what that feels like mm-hmm. and because we start to feel it and it's such a it, it can be really it can be really un- what's that now is that confronting <laughs> yeah confronting and unexpected right mm. so then we feel it and we're like oh my gosh I'm capable of this you know yeah. and I think it's re- I think that's really a testament to how special this feeling is that there really aren't a bunch of words to describe it because it's just that special and that magical right exactly and and something just came into my mind where I'm like if you've been you know take like putting sugar in your tea for a very long time right that taste it's sweet right when you drink it, it feels nice. But all of a sudden, when you take the sugar out and you drink it, you're like, oh, that, that doesn't feel good. Like, it's not nice. But I bet you, if you continue to drink that tea without sugar every single day, all of a sudden, it starts to feel good. It starts to taste good. Yeah. Right? It starts to taste good. And then you're like, oh, my goodness. I love this. So that's a transformation we're talking about, where you take out that extra the, the extra thing that makes it seem like it's sweet, when you take that out and it's it's still sweet, mm-hmm. you know, it's natural sweetness. That's what, that's what we're looking for, that natural sweetness, right? Not the artificial sweetness that we add onto it. When you jump to the next, you jump to the next, it feels like I'm doing something. Oh, my God, I'm doing a lot, right? We want that natural sweetness. Yeah. Oh, that feels good. I'm telling you, you're onto something. Yeah, it's such an amazing analogy. It's so awesome because this literally, like both situations happen like that. And I, it's something that I try to communicate to my audience very often, like on that specific level, hey, you know, like your taste buds can completely be transformed. If you make a smoothie with fruit and it doesn't taste sweet, then you know you have to cut all the other, all the other stuff that's going into that smoothie, right? To, to feel mm. that natural sweetness. And that natural sweetness is just 
going to be deeper. It's just going to feel like, oh, this stuff is coming from the earth and it tastes good for me and it tastes right mm. for me. And that's mm. exactly, I think, what you're saying, right? About yeah. what that special feeling of feeling good in the process, yeah. it just feels deeper and really genuine and yeah. long term and just a yes. part of you and a part of the universe, right? Not yeah. something that someone else, like not something that your friend told you that made you feel good or not something that that drugs made you feel good, yeah. not any kind of outsourced thing. It's just how, like what, like the, the love that you were born with, you know On what point. I mean? On point. And the beauty of that is no one can take that away from you. No one can because all of a sudden you know that that's yours. You know that this is a type of sweetness that no one can take away from me. Like it's mine. This yeah. is mine, yeah. right? So nothing else can take that away. And that's what makes it long-term mm -hmm. because it's truly yours. It's not sourced from, you know, outside. It's, 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 it's not an external, you know, sweetness if we're speaking in that term. Yeah, <laughs> And I love when you said it's not sexy because, yeah, no, it's not sexy. But I tell you, it feels good. Yeah. And then the secret is it actually is like the sexiest version of sexy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like all of a sudden you're like, wow, I didn't know there was another level to sexiness. Like this is on a whole new level. Exactly. Right. So it's like we're settling. We're settling yeah. for second best. Hell Yeah. Don't settle. Yeah. Stay in the middle, you know, get comfortable with the middle and experience a new level of sexiness. Ooh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's just, oh my gosh, and there's so many analogies here, right? Like, because you can also talk about that within your sex life in general. Like, that can yeah. be, wow, we can have so many podcasts just on this topic. Like, just right. how, how deeply amazing this is. So, Man, like we we could have an entire episode that lasted all day, <laughs> right? I love, I just love talking to you so much. So we're getting into about an hour here and I would really love to hear before we close out, Ida, if you have a couple of minutes, can you just tell us a little bit like, I'm going to, I'm going to bring up two topics here and then just however you want to roll forward with it. So I would love to hear about your thoughts on procrastinating on purpose, because I know this is something that you brought out of you recently yeah. that is amazing that I would love to hear about on the other side, or maybe mixed in, I would love to just hear a little bit about how you guide your clients through your program. And maybe that has yeah. something to do with procrastinating on purpose, just yeah. so our listeners can hear about how, <laughs> how you work. Yeah. Okay. So my way of productivity or my approach is all about product, you know, procrastinating on purpose. And again, in our society, we've been taught that procrastination, it's this bad thing. And it's like, you know, there's just so much guilt and shame and, you know, you're lazy and you're no, you know, it's actually something that I had struggled with, struggled with for so long, but I knew deep within me that it was not something bad because whenever I procrastinate on purpose, I come out with my best work yet. And what I mean by that is even for me to like now get to this point, it, it, it I needed to take time off, time away. And what, what this whole procrastinating on purpose is saying is that, you know, you're basically waiting for the right time. Okay. But I know that our society defines it as delaying. You're delaying. But it's about waiting for the right time to do something, okay? And not just do anything. Do that thing that matters, okay? So sometimes, as I said earlier, our body is very intelligent. So your body is not doing something because, one, maybe it doesn't even want to do that thing. So it gives you time, and that's time to go in the middle, when you're procrastinating or when you feel like you're procrastinating, you know, you procrastinate on purpose by going in the middle and looking at what's coming up for you, the emotions, what you're feeling, because your body's trying to tell you something. It's trying to give you this information that requires time for you to get. Okay. And when you tune in, when you go in the middle, you tend to produce your best work yet because you have listened to your body, you have paid attention to what it's trying to bring out or the work that, or the direction it's trying to take you. 
you know? So instead of just thinking, oh my God, no, I can't believe I'm, no, go in, go into the middle. And if, you know, I'm sure you, if you're listening to this pie, it means you've gone through the whole podcast. So you know what we mean by going into the middle. So basically, as I, I said, procrastinating on purpose is just about waiting for the right time, going into the middle and looking at what's coming up for you. So it's not time for you to, you know, feel guilty, beat yourself up, whatever. And sometimes going in the middle can look like, you know, watching TV, just having a nap, going for a walk. It can look like different things for different people. Just don't feel guilty about that. Start to explore that. Start to accept that and see what happens because you'll be surprised that all of a sudden, you know, this thing that you thought was so bad is beginning to help you produce your best work. But it's all about knowing how to procrastinate on purpose, right? Because our society is not talking about that. It's telling you to stop procrastinating. But I'm telling you to know you don't stop. You procrastinate on purpose, right? And your second question is how do I work with my clients? So at the moment, you know, I'm building um, a new program to, you know, really help my clients to get to a place where they can actually start procrastinating on purpose. And this is like a new pivot, you know, and this came to me by me procrastinating on purpose because I knew that I needed to take the time off to really understand what, you know, my clients needed, what the people or the women I serve needed. And for me, that was more important. That was more productive than to just do, 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 right? So my way of working is really in the middle going in the middle, that sweet spot, that new level of sexiness that we've spoken about, you know, going there and harnessing that to help you produce your best work yet, to help you, you know, get fired up about doing things, but not just anything, doing what matters to you, you know. So that's, you know, just to sum up how I work and, and where my head is at. Yeah. Oh, it's so powerful. <laughs> Wonderful. Ida. Okay. I'm so excited. I, before we talk, sorry, what'd you say? No, I was like, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. I'm super fired <laughs> up. <laughs> and I think everyone at this point in the, in the pod, when they're listening, they're like, I see what Emily says. Like, I know more about Ida. I feel like I know more about the world and I've learned something about myself. I love that. Amazing. And that's what we want. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's the goal. That's why we're here. So before we get into how we can find you and how we can work with you, what I like to ask each guest is what you think the root is of health. The root of health? Yeah. Like if you could pick one topic, one discovery that you think is the root, which is, again, it really ties into what we've been talking about. Yeah, what- exactly. And yeah. all I'm going to say is, you know, it's in the middle. It's everything starts from there. And I feel like once you go there, every part of your life starts to shift, you know? So it's all going in, going to that middle part that we, we skip over or the part that we think doesn't feel good. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. That's where all the discoveries happen. That's where it does. Totally. Wonderful. Okay, so yeah, how can we find you? Where can we find you? How can we work with you? Yeah, so at the moment, your best bet is on Instagram. My DM is always open. So it's on underscore a underscore heal. And even that is just saying we're forever on our healing journey, forever climbing up. You know, it's a play on word, but just to really show that this journey does not stop. You know, so that's why we shouldn't focus on the end result, but the middle, right? So, yeah, you can find me there. And I'm also, you know, starting a Facebook group to kind of bring bring all my rebels together, all my, you know, procrastinators. We come together and we start procrastinating on purpose and doing some, you know, important work, work that matters to us. Because ultimately, when people are procrastinating, they're procrastinating because they want to do work that matters. They're looking for the thing that, you know, matters to them, the thing that fulfills them, you know? So yeah, let's, let's continue to do that work, the work that matters. Yeah. Awesome. 
Oh, Ida, thank you so much. Like amazing. Thank you. Yeah, what absolutely. <laughs> My honor to have you on this podcast. And I mean, I'm super excited about this conversation. <laughs> thank you for so much for coming on, for having this amazing conversation with me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me too. And thanks for, you know, introducing me to your beautiful community. My pleasure. I hope you loved this interview with Ida Asare. I have all of Ida's contact information linked in the show notes. And Ida and I actually looked up the story of the Chinese bamboo tree after we recorded. And it is true. It is an actual plant that grows like this. The Chinese bamboo seed is actually planted and it takes four whole years to break through the soil. The seed still needs to be watered, needs to be protected, and needs to be cared for throughout these four years. But the plant is not visible above the soil until year five and then once the bamboo breaks through the soil the plant grows around 90 feet per month or 80 feet in six weeks i found mixed information on this we just did some quick research but the point is the plant grows extremely quickly once it does break the surface of the soil so this is such an amazing analogy for our progress and our journey in life so keep caring for yourself keep nurturing your purpose in life and one day you'll be a amazed at how far you've come. If you did love this episode, subscribe to this podcast or leave a rating and review or share this podcast with your community. And if you do any of these actions, you will be entered into a drawing to win a free 45 minute private coaching session with me. Just take a screenshot of your subscription, your review, or the post that you share. DM me the screenshot on Instagram and your name will be entered into the drawing. My Instagram is at emilys.rootawakening. Feel free to follow me on Instagram as well. And remember, if you do one of these three things, your name gets entered into the drawing once. And if you do all of these three things, if you subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast, your name will be entered into the drawing three times. So you will have three times the chance of winning a 45-minute private health coaching session with me. And if you'd like longer-term, accessible guidance with your health journey, if you'd like access to a community that is passionate about cultivating natural health as well, and if you would like access to content and a course and so many deliverables that will help you to take your health to a higher place, join us in the Root Awakening Mastermind. Reach out to me on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening to see if you are a good fit. I am Emily Kosick, health coach and CEO of Root Awakening. Thank you so much for listening to this interview. I am so grateful for you. Thank you for supporting Natural Health, and I cannot wait to hear from you soon. See you on the next episode.